Thank you. Talk Radio.
evening, everyone, and welcome to the Wisdom of Spirit. I'm your host, Rose Jimenez, and I'm here every week, Thursday, 7 p.m. I am a psychic medium healer and um, Reiki healer, to be exact, and every Thursday, I offer a myriad of spiritual and metaphysical insights to help guide you in your day-to-day living. Here on this show, we discuss spirit messages, guidance, psychic and mediumship chats, alternative medical healing modalities, which is the focus of this evening's show. We have a monthly meditation, which is the first Thursday of each month. We discuss chakras, gemstones, tarot, runes, forms of divination, other forms of divination, astrology, numerology, animal communication, and more. From time to time, we have special guests, as we have tonight. And um, if you want to know more about me, please go to my website, which is www.readingswithrose.com. And um, this evening, my guests are Raven Keys, who is an author and... She's the founder of Raven Keys Medical Reiki International. Dr. Sheldon Mark Feldman, who is the lead breast surgery and breast surgical oncology person over at Montefiore Hospital. After having a long and successful career as the chief of the breast surgery division at New York Presbyterian Hospital, Columbia University Medical Center. And last but certainly not least, Lisa Wolfson, who is a certified medical Reiki master and teacher. So those are our guests this evening. Uh, Just one announcement. We will not be doing mini psychic readings this evening, so if you're calling in, call into 347-677-0699, and that's for comments or questions for our panel this evening. We'll be back to the mini-readings next week. Okay. Now, before we get started, I need to take one short mini-break. I will be right back, guys.
I'm back. Let's see. Let's get everybody on. Hi, Raven. How are you? Hi. Good, Rose. How are you? I'm good. Okay, so we got Raven in the house. Now let's bring on. Yes. Oh, God. Here we go. Lisa. Hello. Good evening. Hi, Rose. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Very good. Excited to be here. Welcome. Hi. Thank you, Rose. Great to be with you. Well, everybody's here. This is great. Okay. Where shall we start? I think, let's see. I think we'll start with Raven because um, the show is about medical Reiki and she is the founder, and then we'll just take it from there. So, Raven, tell us a little bit of how you came to find medical Reiki. Um, well, I have been going into surgeries um, quite a lot for over the past almost 20 years, and I was um, in a situation where I was uh, really suffering a lot because I had a personal tragedy going on in my life. And so I was praying about it, and um, I was contacted by the Archangel Gabriel and told that I needed to teach other Reiki masters how to go into surgery and that this is the wave of the future and that it wouldn't do any good if the day comes and there's nobody prepared to go. And as Dr. Feldman knows very well, and Lisa too, because we've, well, especially Dr. Feldman, but all of us have been in surgery, it's very complicated. There are a lot of moving parts and a lot of things that go on in a surgery. And so it's very important to know what might happen. So this has been a very valuable thing um, for me to share with people. And um, I don't know how much you want me to go on and on. I have so much I could report on. Um, so, okay, well, um, do you- I think we got the crux of what got you to develop this. And now we're going to go to, let's see, who do I want to go to? Just we're going to take a, a quick little jaunt over to Lisa because I know Lisa also is helps you. She's like your right hand. You both have been in surgery, and I know she was in your surgery. So, um, Lisa, tell us a little bit of how you got started in this and what your role kind of is. Well, I got started in this. Um, I did my training with Raven, obviously, for a Reiki training, and then my introduction into medical Reiki was when, as Raven said, she had her surgery, and I was the medical Reiki master that went in with her. But unlike the training that's provided now, I received on-the-job training, literally. Raven guided me through in her hospital bed of what was going to happen next and what to do and what, what to expect, all up until the point till she went under anesthesia, and then I was on my own because there was obviously like no one to... Fire, huh? <laughs> yes. There was no one there to explain what to do next. And then in conversations that we had after Raven's surgery, I had even told her there was so many 
little details and things to know on what to do, what not to do, how to navigate, and such critical things beyond, you know, our Reiki training that are so important to know. So now I am instrumental after being in several surgeries and working closely in Raven with Raven to um, teach other people. But I can tell you firsthand how important it is to have this knowledge. Great, wonderful. Now, ladies, um, well, I'm going to ask Raven, how many certified medical Reiki masters do we now have on board? I'm estimating around 300, probably a little higher. Um, it's close to 350, and they're all over the world at this point. Um, we have one in Dubai. We have them in um, in. England, Scotland, Ireland, Colombia, Guatemala, Mexico, but, you know, like one here and there, two in this country, that country. Um, what's really interesting is that um, just this past week, um, the one in Scotland actually went into a surgery for pre- and post-op, which is amazing because that's in the NHS, which is, like, practically a miracle. And I went in this Monday in a hospital in England for a surgery patient, and it's the first time that that was ever done as well. Um, so it's a lot a lot. really all on. happening, isn't it? And we have some in Canada as well, too. Um, yes, in Canada. Please. Hey. I'm sorry, Canada. I love Canada. Right. I have to tell you guys, before I bring on Dr. Feldman, because I'm sure he'd be interested in this, I um, I am a participant in Quora, which is an online question and answer site. And there was a question that came in recently, is Reiki a placebo? And it was answered by a medical doctor. Her name is Maria Danilichev, and she is the center director at San Diego Reiki. She's a Jikidin Reiki practitioner and a teacher. And she says, she explained what a placebo is, and then she says, the only way to discern whether or not an improvement of a specific condition from a specific treatment is due to a placebo effect is through clinical research. There is no other way of knowing whether or not the effectiveness of treatment, including Reiki, is due to a placebo effect. Personally, I have a lot of experience with Reiki, and based on my observational experience, I am certain that the effectiveness of Reiki is significantly above the placebo effect, and trust me, as a medical doctor and clinical research physician, I approach Reiki with a critical eye, just as I do any other type of treatment which I'm sure Dr. Feldman has done in the beginning. <laughs> so, uh, And this speaks to the research that we are uh, doing right now, and Dr. Feldman is at the helm. So, Dr. Feldman, um, what do you have to say about this, Dr. Zafan? Uh, did you feel the same way at the beginning? Well, I think, you know, Reiki is, is a powerful tool to be able to offer to patients who are going through surgery and are going through other, you know, life-challenging medical situations. So I've been involved uh, taking care of breast cancer patients for 35 years, 
have been involved with Reiki as a, as a tremendous uh, adjunct and aid for my patients over the last 20 years. And certainly it is my deep belief that this is extremely valuable for, for all patients. However, I think that for this to become a modality that is widely available for patients and that is accepted by physicians as being of benefit and not being just a placebo. Placebos are fine, actually, if they work. You know, a lot of, there's a lot of placebo effects. But we want to do a rigorous trial to really see um, scientifically the benefit of Reiki. So we are uh, going to be performing a, a three-arm trial, actually, which is going to be usual standard care uh, around the time of surgery, and then a Reiki intervention, and then the sham Reiki intervention. And we'll be following these patients. We'll be measuring outcomes. And I think this will be the pivotal trial that will, um, I believe, will firmly establish Reiki as being beneficial for patients going through surgery and for going through other difficult medical situations. So we're in the process of, of raising funds for this important trial. And, um, you know, Raven and, and Lisa and, and our board, we met recently, and uh, there's a lot of momentum towards getting this trial up, running, done, and analyzed. But my firm belief is that this will be a positive trial, and this is an incredibly important modality to be able to offer to patients, you know, with all kinds of medical conditions. But, you know, my interest is with breast cancer, and patients, when they're diagnosed with breast cancer, of course, are terrified that they need to have surgery, particularly if they need to have a mastectomy, you know, on an emotional, psychological, emotional, you know, deep, deep level, this is very, very difficult to navigate through. So Reiki is certainly one of the modalities that can be extraordinarily helpful for, for patients, and I've just seen it through the years, the benefit. So so that's my perspective on it, Rose. Definitely. Um, do you have any idea when you're going to start this trial or start this research? Well, yeah. We, I mean, we're planning. It's it's in the process of being submitted now to our Institutional Review Board at Montefiore. So uh, we're going to get going early 2018. Yay, that's wonderful. Okay. Um, now, I just want to let the people know, if you guys would like to donate to this research, there's a website you can go to. It's www.medicalreikiworks, all one word, dot org, O-R-G, backslash donate and you can you can donate whatever you want. I mean you don't have to think that you have to make a big hundred dollar donation or more or whatever. Every little bit helps. And uh you can also check out that website if you don't put the donate just go to medicalreakyworks.org, check out um what we have to say there. So um let me see. There was something else I wanted to say. Thank you, Rose. It's no, extremely no. important. You know, I, don't, I just want to add one thing to what Rose just said, which is, you know, we want to be able to have Reiki in hospitals and in the operating room be like a normal standard of care, something that will be compensated, covered by insurance companies, that the hospitals will embrace because patients will have better outcomes. So right now, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of somewhat selective because there's, there's expense involved in, in having a Reiki work done, and not all patients are able to, to have, that, uh, have that available. So 
So that's really the net effect of this trial is that once we have scientific evidence that shows efficacy, then this will become part of medical treatment. It will be a regular standard approach. It will be covered by insurance, and many, many, many more patients will be able to have this important modality available. So that's really the key of getting the study done so that this can become universally available for patients who need it. Right, it's just a wonderful thing for um, for all of us to be able to con- contribute, even if it's only ten dollars. You know, we have. Um, I know that the board has um, donations coming in of all different amounts, and uh, it's just a wonderful thing to know that you were able to participate in something that's going to bring so many blessings to um, future patients. Thank you, Ray. And, you know, people shouldn't think, oh, I wish I had more to donate, because if you think on a, on a, on a larger, if you think outside the box, if 100 people donated $5, that collectively would be a $500 donation. So... It took me right. a long time to realize that even if I just put up $5 for a cause, it's help. So nobody yes. feels, I don't have enough, I wish I could do more. Every little bit helps. It's like drops filling a bucket, and at the end you got a full bucket. And the other good thing about this research is um, it's not like these ginormous corporations where, like, you know, there's been a lot of... Um, Oh, I don't know, speculation about certain large causes that are always asking for donations and people are saying, but we really don't know what's happening with the money. We don't know if you're doing what you say you're doing, the reason why you collected this money. We don't know if you're putting it to good use or even the use you say you're putting it to. How do we know? Well, the good thing with this research is that I know all four of us here tonight, myself, Lisa, Raven, Dr. Feldman, cancer has touched our lives. And because of that, we're even more vested in getting the Reiki to patients, doing this research, proving that Reiki works, So, and we're available. So you know that we are doing this. We are doing this for the purpose of making Reiki available to everyone who needs it and wants it. And, um, you know, feel free to send in questions whenever you want or you want to know how the research is going. I'm sure we'd be glad to let you know. And um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to start with and Don't you think it's better when you have a more intimate group doing research or someone that is not a humongous corporation and you can go to someone or anyone and say, hey, look, How's it going? And get details? Not just, yeah, we're working on it. No, that's absolutely right, Rose. You know, I think what's particularly exciting about doing this project at Montefiore in New York is that, you know, we take care of a largely underserved population in the Bronx, patients who have lots of social, economic challenges in their lives. And they're definitely a group that normally would not They may not have ever heard of Reiki. They normally would not be able to access it. They certainly couldn't afford it, just as a routine 
um, medical intervention. So we're going to be really analyzing this modality in a group of patients who would never, who this is really a brand new modality. So it's really very fresh uh, and very, very, uh, I think it'll be very exciting to see the benefit in this group. Um, and that's the group that we really ultimately, we want this to be universally available. So our, our, we have a very strong psychosocial program already, support program at Montefiore. We have a, we have a terrific psycho-oncologist, Dr. Allison Modell, who's working with us, who's an expert in outcome studies, who's collaborating. So we really have a deep team locally at Montefiore. We'll be able to conduct this uh, research in a way that I think will be scientifically very, very strong so that the results that we get will be really, really solid uh, because the worst thing to do is to is to ask for money, do a big study, do the research, and the, and the research doesn't really answer the question. And then everybody's kind of wasted a lot of time. So we're really doing this in a very rigorous way. And it, and as you alluded to, Rose, it, it's just one site. It's not a multi-institution study. It's being done at one location with a dedicated group of people who are focused on really doing this uh, scientifically as tight and as well as as is possible. Yeah, because uh, you just want to know, and like I said, we're available. Um, Dr. Feldman, how, I don't even know how to ask this, let's see. I'm going to ask you too, Raven and Lisa, so um, the, what's the feedback uh, from the people who have had Reiki in surgery? On a scale of 1 to 10, where would you put it? As far as getting positive feedback, what number would you put on that scale as far as the positive feedback that has come back to you from patients who've had Reiki during surgery? Well, that's, that's an easy question, Rose. It's a 10. It's, I mean, it's universally <laughs> been such a positive experience for patients. So, Raven, you know, you're you know, next. What's your experience? What's your number? Oh, mine is 10 also. It's unbelievable, you know, um, how how much it helps everybody. Um, it's such a, like Dr. Feldman was saying before, it is so traumatizing to have to have this kind of surgery for a woman and to have, to see, to witness how much, how, what, how much comfort they get and how we are able to actually give them a different, uh, experience in more ways than one. It's not just a physical thing. It's deeply emotional. We're able to really help them in so many deep ways. And the Reiki energy is just pure love, as you know. So while somebody's going through this, they are actually experiencing pure love at the same time, which really seems to balance out the result. Yeah. That's you know, Rose, thing and thanks. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lisa. Okay. Dr. Feldman, go ahead. Um, so, you know, there's one other aspect which we haven't talked about, and I could tell you that the experience for the surgical team and the operating room environment is definitely elevated by the presence of a Reiki practitioner. You know, I, I've been involved in academic teaching institutions most of my career, and in the operating room, you know, there'll be this, the surgeon, myself, there'll be a resident, there'll be medical students, there's an anesthesiologist, there may be some residents and students with the anesthesiologist, 
you know, they're all there to do their part to help the patient. But when there's a Reiki practitioner there, it's all of a sudden, well, wait a second, there's another element here. What's going on? So I think the acknowledgement of the importance of that work and in general change in the environment of the operating room, even to the point where you know, often we'll say a prayer together or just acknowledge why we're all there today, we're, you know, taking care of this patient, really each giving our best in, in our own skill set to help that patient. And that's really a tremendous benefit. I could tell you that I did surgery all day today. I had many surgeries to do for breast cancer. There was no Reiki practitioner today, and I wish there had been. Because I would be feeling probably better now than I am after a long day <laughs> doing lots of hard work. So, but I really think that all needs to be minimized. You know, it's actually the whole environment is elevated and the whole experience for the whole team. Of course, most importantly for the patient. But I think that's something which is not really well described and, and, and appreciated. And I just wanted to stress that. Right. That was you did stress that. And the funny thing is. Um, I did have a show, Violet Reiki Radio, a couple of years ago, and you were on the show, Dr. Feldman. I, I think Raylan was on the show as well. And I had a cardiothoracic uh, surgeon explain Reiki uh, one night when he was a guest, and really he basically explained quantum physics to people, breaking it down so that it was easy for people to wrap their head around um, how Reiki works, because when you think about it, like you said, you're in the surgery, you're in the OR, and there's a Reiki practitioner in there doing Reiki on the person on the table, but basically you've got these Reiki waves and particles all over the room in one form or another. It doesn't, you know, get out there, and it would seem to have an effect on everyone in the room. So, right. yeah. Uh, all right, Lisa. Somehow we, you, you, we, I don't know what happened. Mercury retrograde. I'm just blaming everything on Mercury retrograde today. Toes direct tomorrow, people. So take a breath, chill, just stay calm, stay focused. We'll get through this. Lisa, what's your number on a scale from 1 to 10, the feedback that you've gotten from patients who have had Reiki during their surgeries? Um, definitely a 10. People are very, very grateful they um, basically feel the difference, talk about how much calmer they were. From my experience, it definitely is calming to the patients. Um, also, it's very helpful for them in that calm state to be able to process what's going on. A lot of people talking to them ask them a lot of questions, and I definitely see that it helps them stay calm, process things, and we also help with acceptance, which Dr. Feldman always talks about is a key thing, the person really accepting what's about to happen to them, whether it is losing their breath or receiving something foreign into their body. We help the people really calm down a lot to accept what's going to happen in that day, and I truly think that has a big impact on how they process things and how they heal. So all of the feedback that I've ever received has been very, very positive. That was one other thing that uh, I wanted to touch upon. It's like Reiki, when we learn it, when we're taught about Reiki, it is a balancing uh, technique, and it balances all of our auric bodies. So you have the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual, and 
really does help on all those levels to calm and balance and heal that person that you're working on. So it's really, I, I know it's been great for me. I love Reiki, and I've been treating a lot of cancer patients post and pre-op for about 14 years now. And now, thanks to Raven, I can go into an OR because I, too, am a certified medical Reiki uh, master. Let's see. There's another question that I wanted to ask. Um, no, actually, what I wanted to do was take a little break here. We're at the half-hour mark. So we're going to take a slight break, and we will be back. Can always find my way when you are here. <laughs> Thank you. 
I'm sorry, we're back. I just said, who's playing Thank their you, microphone wasn't even on. Good God. <laughs> it's, it's a good um. thing. I think it's a very good sign that we're having this show on the winter solstice. And as I said to Dr. Feldman earlier, I really do believe, as the Vikings would say, it's a sign from the gods that we're doing this. Uh, Who was that? May I say something? It was uh, one year ago. Go ahead. (laughs) Yes, I just wanted to say um, happy anniversary to Dr. Feldman because it was one year ago today that um, I came to your office, and um, that's why we're here right now, because we wanted to do this research project for so long, and it it seemed like it might not even happen last year because of all these technical difficulties that we seem to be having. And then last last, um, winter solstice in Dr. Feldman's office, you you made a phone call and everything got straightened out you know like now well i guess you actually sent a text that resulted in a phone call and now here we are and everything is moving ahead and um it just it's like an anniversary and it's also a proof that divine timing is really in operation because dr feldman you have to admit that the the research team that you have together right now are ace and there they are, and there we are together. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think sometimes uh, <clears throat> patience is a virtue, and this is definitely the planets are aligning in a good way for this to move along. <laughs> it's really divine timing. Yeah. It's like um, in so many readings I'm telling clients, you need to put yourself in, instead of asking when and when and how and who and what, you just need to put yourself in a space of knowing, knowing it's going to happen, not focusing on when, how, where, what, just knowing it's going to happen. It's like with this, knowing that it's all happening and it's going to happen, that's all we all need to do because in divine right timing, it's all going to manifest at the perfect time because if something manifests and it's not the perfect time, and usually what happens is it manifests because someone's come along and pushed it, manipulated things to push it, to force it to, according to their own ego, make it happen. That doesn't work. And like Raven, you just said, last year, I guess on the anniversary of the solstice, um, things got started, things got moving, with, you know, between you and Dr. Feldman collaborating energies, and now here we are this evening having this show again on the winter solstice, and we've come pretty far from the last solstice, and we're moving forward, and we're going to go even further. So just keep moving along, and, uh, you know, you guys and all of us, we're very diligent, and we're very, we just keep going. It's like when a woodpecker situates himself on a tree, they don't worry about how many pecks they're going to have to put in that tree to make the hole. So it's mm-hmm. all happening. And, like, you know, I, I love it at, you know, at the bottom of your emails, Raven. It says, breaking during surgery, every patient deserves it. And they really do. And it's so glad that 
you know, we're now going to be making this even more available to people. Because I get a lot of people calling me for Reiki services lately. The first thing they ask is, do you take insurance? And it's like, I would if I could, but I can't, so I don't. But um, hopefully that's going to change as well. Yeah, well, I want to give a lot of credit to, to Raven for, you know, her passion for this work and for really her uh, desire to educate and to spread the word around the world. I mean, she's done a lot of traveling. I mean, that's incredible. There are going to be 350 uh, people who are now trained to do medical Reiki. I mean, that really is extraordinary. So really, it's Raven, it really is. It's spectacular. Well, thank you, hey, Dr. Feldman. And I, yes. No, I'm, I'm clapping. Uh, yes, because really. This is a wonderful feat. This is a wonderful thing that you're doing. The way it's spreading. I mean, it's going worldwide. It's amazing. But you're also getting, yes, you know, every, you're getting like-minded people, you know, to understand the importance. Of, I mean, this is a movement. You know, it's. You know, not not really a political movement, but it's but it's a human movement to really value the importance of caring for patients in a way that is really beyond the normal caring that's done. So I, I really applaud yeah. that, and, and that's what our as you say, they deserve Reiki. They, they certainly our patients deserve this level of caring, and all patients deserve right. it. Raven, I know you're trying to say something, and this is difficult when we're not in the same room. Well, what I'm going to say is that I really am so grateful to Lisa and to John um, for their courage um, to to follow through and go into the operating room and do all these things. I mean, it's not like we our our um, practice is really so spiritual, and so to really actually enter into those realms can be very scary sometimes. It has been for me. I have to say, um, uh, but I'm so glad that I had the patience to really make notes and make sure that I um, was able to figure out like what medical, um, what objectives were um, present for surgeons and things like that just through my observations and being able to pass that on. And John and Lisa also are teachers of this. Because they've been in the operating room and they uh, and they know everything that I know as much as anybody can know anything that anybody else knows. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, um, so it's just a really grand adventure, and I feel like um, our role is to get the people ready. So when it when when the time comes that really Dr. Feldman can lead the way and tell other surgeons about what it's like to have Reiki in his operating room. But I want those doctors to feel confident that they are going to have somebody in their operating room that knows what they're doing and that's not going to cause a disturbance or make any um, any mistakes or it's just really important. It's, there are so many moving pieces and things to know. So that's really our part. And right now with the raising of the money, which is really important, 
like Lisa, John, and I are not on the board of directors. Dr. Feldman is chairman of the board, but we're advisors to the board. But the board is amazing. Like the people on the board are incredible. Wouldn't you agree, Lisa? Oh, definitely. All, all, all the members of the board are, are fantastic, definitely. And things are really starting to move forward at great speed. And as Raven said, there's no two experiences in the OR are the same. So having the guidelines and the direction that, that we have and that we provide is critical because there are so many unexpected to be able to know as much as you can to navigate in that environment is priceless. I just want to interject here. Um, some people are in the queue. If you're calling in and you'd like to make a comment, or if you have a question for any of the panel, Dr. Feldman, Raven Keys, or Lisa Wolfson, please press the number one on your phone so I know that you would like to ask a question or be on the air with us. And that's it. Um, okay. I'm sorry, did I cut you, Lisa? No, no, not at all. Oh. I'm just looking at the I just wanted to say. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say, Dr. Feldman, you also know that um, even with all the training that you've had and all the other surgeons and technicians in the room, still something could come up that's uh, unique and new. And um, uh, and all your training is is marvelous, right? Like you you have really strong ground to stand on in any emergency. Um, I've just seen miraculous things go on in milliseconds, all based on what you know how to do. And so I think it's really important that we know what to do just as much as you do. Yeah. Enough said. Thank you. Back to you. It's all about the team in the operating room. And I think, you know, we've been talking a lot about the operating room, but I think as we've discussed before, I think also the preparation for surgery is so important. Mm -hmm. So that time, you know, patients will say to me after we meet, and if they have breast cancer and they're going to need to have surgery, they want to know, you know, what can I do to prepare, how to get ready? And, you know, the usual medical response would be, well, you know, don't take blood thinners, don't smoke, um, you know, don't drink, you know, make make sure that, uh, that that you're well rested for surgery. But that's not really what they're asking. They want to know, how do I get ready for this huge change that's going to happen, this scary experience, perhaps this large change in my body, the unknown, the uncertainty. And that's where the magic of Reiki begins because patients then can meet, you know, with Raven or a member of her team and begin to, as Lisa said, begin to get calmer about the whole experience, understand it, begin to come to some acceptance that they're at this crossroads of about to undergo a major, major event in their lives. So a lot of the magic, I think, of Reiki really is uh, is prior to the operating room. Of course, you know, the, the main act is the operating room, but how patients are, what kind of state they're in when they get to the operating room usually affects the outcome and how they and do. As far as, yeah, and as far as acceptance, um, really, I've had people come to me and say, well, do I have to believe in Reiki for it to work? No, you don't have to believe in it. It's not a dogma, but 
the important thing with regard to Reiki or any kind of treatment or process for healing, the patient must accept and must be ready in their own mind to accept and allow their own healing to occur. If they're not on board in their own mind and heart and soul to heal themselves, to put themselves in a space of healing, it's not going to have the right effect because if you're putting forth a wall or, or a block on any level, then I I don't know, Dr. Feldman, uh, give your um, feeling on this, but I don't think anything is going to help because I had a lady come to me for fibromyalgia. Through the entire Reiki session on the table, all she could talk about, think about, obsess about was the pain and the fibromyalgia. And after about 20 minutes, I said, you really have to be quiet and just lie still and relax because if you keep talking about this, I can't work on you. And I kid you not, a complete hour, all she did was talk, obsess, and the pain and the fibro, etc. And she did not come back because obviously the Reiki didn't help her that day. She wasn't allowing it to, to work. So do you think accepting and allowing and being part of your own healing is a major part of this? No, I think that's true. I think that's very true. You know, the question is how to get someone to you know, be calm enough to begin to really hear what you're saying. Um, and that, that could be a challenge. Yeah, right. it can be intake, I will explain Reiki to people, how it works, what it is, and most of the people who come to me are calm, and they report, you know, at the end of their session that they feel very relaxed and calm, and it was a lovely experience, but I just think in this person's um, instance, she she just couldn't embrace the, um, you know, that she she can be healed, she can be helped. She was kind of stuck on her own condition. I'm sorry, Raven, you were saying? You were going to say? Uh, I was just going to say that um, if somebody keeps talking, you can always tell them, um, Reiki heals in silence, please be quiet. And what I usually do is um, put, well, this is like um, technical talk between Reiki masters, but I would just really, really call down the Reiku use the Reiku symbol so that they will be stop talking and be quiet. Just a little tip. <laughs> you know, and then there are some people you can use every trick in the book and they just talk, let go. Um, okay, so we have about eight minutes left. We're going to wind up. I'm going to start with Lisa. Lisa, what's your finishing advice, comments, or statements? Um, well, first, I'd like to definitely go back to the study and encourage people, if, they, if they're willing, to donate money so that we can really get moving with this. And just also let them know, as we touched upon earlier, that they have the added benefit of they've heard from the people that are instrumental in this. I will be part of administrating, administering Reiki during the study. So a lot of times we don't know where our money's going and we don't know if the person that's asking us to contribute 
really knows enough about the cause, but they've been able to hear from people instrumental in it, so that's a big plus. And I also encourage people that maybe have not tried Reiki or not to really definitely do try it to give it a chance. They will be very, very pleasantly surprised with the results. And just to also anyone that is having medical procedures to introduce this to them and to get in touch with us to be of assistance to them because it would definitely make a valuable difference. Thank you, Lisa. Um, yeah. Raven, your turn. What's your closing uh, statement and feelings on this? What do you well, I would just um, I would just agree with Lisa that um, people really can try Reiki, and it will be amazing. Um, yes, the study is urgently important, um, and and I just think it is just a wonderful thing to be able to be part of this in any way, shape, or form. And and since we have just certain people that can do the study, it's very controlled. There are only um, Dr. Feldman and maybe one other surgeon, but probably only Dr. Feldman. He'll, he'll speak to this later. And then Lisa, who is right here with us tonight, and John are the two Reiki practitioners that are going to be in the operating room for this because everything is going to be measured and the same, and it's got to be... Um, really, really controlled. So to be, so for most of us, the only thing that we can do is really, you know, contribute. I'm, I'm not even going to be part of the study because I travel too much, and so I can't commit to it, you know. And if only two people can do it, I can't be one of them. I could be anywhere at any moment. Um, so, um, but. Also, it's important for people to know that we do have all these trained people, and if anybody is out there and they want to, um, someone to go to surgery or they want to learn how to do Reiki from, from Reiki 1 all the way to Medical Reiki Master, if they need Reiki, if somebody they ha have in their life themselves, anyone needs Reiki, please get in touch with us because we have the registry of all the people all over the world who have taken this training and we can put you together with a really great person so um yeah so to get in touch with that you would just go to our website www.ravenkeysmedicalreiki.com and we'll 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 hook you up as they say <laughs> thank you and, and very one, much Rose. Uh, one reminder guys uh raven lisa Myself, we're all on social media. We're all on Facebook. You can find us there. So if you have any questions or you want us to, you know, steer you in the right direction, and as Raven said, hook you up with uh, someone from the registry or, or anything else, questions, feel free to get a hold of us on social media, email us, and uh, we will respond back to you. You know, we're, we're very much a hands-on group here. Okay, so now, Dr. Feldman, your parting words, please. Well, I want to thank you very much, Rose, for giving us the opportunity to speak on your show and to be part of this. And I want to acknowledge Raven and Lisa for their incredible dedication, motivation, and hard work in this area. I mean, we have the dream team. We have the right facility now. We have the right protocol. We have the right scientists and we have the right practitioners. So 
this is going to be a very, very successful study, and we so will appreciate uh, being able to do it and getting it funded. So any contributions that people can give will be really appreciated. All of the funds will be used for the study. I'm not getting paid. You know, my colleagues are not getting paid. You know, we're doing this all out of our desire to move this forward and giving of our time and energy to move this forward. So that you really, the funds are, are required for regulatory, for data management, um, you know, for uh, some laboratory tests, for standardized instruments, for measuring stress scales. So all the funds are being used, you know, for the study, not, not necessarily to pay any of us to do and to do this work because we're doing it because we believe in it. So all support is greatly appreciated. Yeah, it's like they're not going to dip into the coffers and go on, uh, you know, Caribbean vacation with the donation money. Um, <laughs> years ago, Gloria Gronowitz, and I don't know if Raven remembers or Dr. Feldman, Gloria was at the 2012 New York City Reiki Conference. And she had said, because um, she had mentioned she was speaking about some research that was done regarding Reiki years ago, but it wasn't nearly enough. And she said the reason behind that was that it's very difficult to get the funding to do the research for Reiki. So I think now with Medical Reiki Works and Dr. Feldman and Raven and, and everybody's donations, we do have a way to put together a very well-done comprehensive research on Reiki, and hopefully when that gets out, that will propel this even further. And um, really, we're uh, Raven, Dr. Feldman, the whole medical Reiki team, if you will, really are making fantastic strides in Reiki. Thank you. I thank you guys for being on the show. Because um, I know you're all crazy busy, especially Dr. Feldman. And um, have a really wonderful uh, weekend, holiday season, whatever you guys celebrate, Yule, Solstice, you name it. You celebrate it. Have a great one. And uh, I look forward to hearing the developments, as I'm sure our audience is. So thank you guys for being thank here this evening. Thank you, Rose. Thank you, Rose. Happy everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Keep up the good fight and keep it all happening, guys. Good night. It's good night. All happening. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.